Hi, and welcome to the Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest Backstage Pass. I love going backstage with the different musicians and uh, promoters and people involved with the Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest. And I want to say thank you to the Berks Arts Council for making this series possible here on the People Chronicles. With me this afternoon, actually, a returning guest for the 27th annual event, Mike Eben. How are you? I'm great. How you, are you? You look fantastic. <laughs> you look you like you're much. loving life right now. I am loving life. It's a musical life, so what's not to like? You know, I talk <laughs> with so many musicians, and I get that energy. Mm -hmm. And and then I find out, well, maybe it's not just music. You do other vocations as well. You teach, and in your case, right. teaching has been forever a part of your life, correct? Pretty much, yeah. But that's all been music, too, so it's great. <laughs> not a bad gig if you can get it, <laughs> Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about getting that gig. Was there a time, maybe, you've been teaching 25, 30 years? Oh, there? over. Over that? Yeah. So was there a time when perhaps it was like, yeah, go ahead and play that saxophone, but get a real job? Was that ever a notion, or do, do kids today hear that as they're pursuing music, and, but they're being encouraged to do that on the side and get a job? Well, I think um, for me, music was pretty much going to be it. Uh, yeah. You know, ever since I was in high school band and fell in love with the, the jazz band with Hank Hoffman playing Count Basie's music, wow. um, it was going to be music and uh, education seemed the way to go at the time. I think today those avenues are still wide open for mm -hmm. students. Anytime I have a student that's interested in that though, you know, you want to make sure that they understand what they need to do and how they need to be prepared to face that world. Well, let's talk about that. How, sure. how um, practical is it? And, and obviously it's practical because you personify that, but what are the things you need to pay attention to? Well, first of all, I think you have, you have to know what it is you want to get into. Do, if you want to be a performing musician, you really have to have that love of playing and you have to want to play the instrument every day. You can't wait to get to the instrument. Those are the people that are going to perform for a living because they practice all the time. They're always at the instrument, always playing, always striving to be better. And if you're not that kind of person, then performance isn't your avenue. You want to go into something else like uh, maybe teaching or, or music business or something like that. It's interesting because you do both. A little bit, you yeah. You perform and you teach. Right, right. Let's, let's go back to performing for okay. the moment. From mm -hmm. the hip, you ready? From the hip, non-net. Now, you don't hear yeah. that a whole lot, so what's a nonette? <laughs> a nonette is a nine-piece band. Oh, okay. My group from the hip is uh, a six-piece band. Um, so we're going to add three more players to the group. We're going to have five horns and a four-piece rhythm section. We usually just have two horns, trumpet and me on saxophone. Um, so it's a lot of fun. And uh, so the challenge now is going to be basically a, a small big band and uh, writing mm. music for that. Who's writing the music for it? I am. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's fun. Uh, I'm I, saying it's fun. Is it fun? I blame it all on Doc Mulligan. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got big shoulders. Uh, several that. years ago when Doc was doing his, his shows and he had a, a few small uh, groups like this, nonets, 10-piece uh, groups, I had the distinct privilege of playing in a few of those. And the one year he said, Mike, it's time you wrote something for the band. And he had actually had me write an, an arrangement, which I had never done before. So I wrote this arrangement and it worked out okay. It, it sounded pretty nice. So uh, I thought, 
what the heck, I'll go to the next step. And I've been writing original music now for my band. Uh, I love the music of the, the hard bop era and soul jazz from the you know, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, so that's been my inspiration for what I'm writing. And uh, expanding it to a nine-piece band is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have two trumpets, two saxophones, and a trombone. One of the saxophones is going to be a former student of mine. Oh, His name funny, is uh, yeah. Greg Wilson. He just finished up at UArts in Philly this past year. A terrific young saxophonist. What's it feel like to watch your students grow? Oh, that's like the best. That. You, know, yeah. you have them when they're little, you know, brains of mush. Absolutely. And I never tire of telling the story about Greg because uh, I was teaching in Muhlenberg at the time in middle school. He was in my sixth grade band. And I always tell people I never thought Greg would make it to seventh grade band. He never brought his horn. He was always... Oh, really? <laughs> didn't <laughs> practice. Then in seventh grade, he discovered jazz band and he asked if he could play in it. And I said, sure. And from then on, he was hooked and it just kept feeding on itself. He started taking private lessons from me and pretty much it went from there on till he, uh, we were together till he graduated high school and uh, we've been in touch ever since. It's just awesome to see the, the transformation. I'm having images as I listen to you of uh, <laughs> Mr. Holland's opus. Oh, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because you're writing music now and, and yeah. you're affecting students and their direction in life, maybe right. giving them some clarity in what avenues right. to take. Yeah. So as all of this unfolds, mm -hmm. you know, you're playing from the hip and now you're writing, you're teaching. Right. What impact, if any, does this Boskowsberg's Jazz Fest, this huge 10-day oh, event, have on your, on your world and your students' world? Well, first of all, I think it's great because you're bringing in world-class musicians for 10 days to Berks County, which is just awesome in itself. Mm -hmm. And then you add all the opportunities for local musicians like myself to perform um, around the area. I mean, what do we have, 120, 130 or so okay. different uh, activities and, and concerts and events happening all during those 10 days. It's, it's just terrific. And then for students, they have the ability to not only see these concerts, but we also try to establish uh, educational events for them as well, which uh, I'm I'm a part of and happy to be a part of. You are yeah. very, very instrumental. Aren't you chairing or co-chairing the education committee? For I'm the on the, the education committee, right, yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is the opportunities mm -hmm. to perform first and foremost. Absolutely. For example, the from the hip nonette. Right. Perhaps that wouldn't be formed if there wasn't a jazz fest here. Is that a safe I assumption? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're doing a yeah. jazz jam. By the way, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, the first weekend of this That's year's right. fest, you're going to be performing in some capacity. Right. First with yes. the From the Hip Nonette. That's correct. And mm -hmm. then you're doing a jam? Then we're doing a jam session on Monday the 3rd. That's going to be at Building 24. That's okay. a jam session. Uh, we call it the Burks Jazz Jam. It's uh, an expansion of uh, uh, an activity that I do in different schools. I take uh, the jazz jam out to different schools. We were at Muhlenberg in November. We had Tom Stroman's group, Third Stream, come out and perform wow. with and for the kids. So the kids get a chance to perform with professional musicians and learn from them as well. So it's kind of a workshop and a jam session all rolled into one. How does an opportunity like that bump, bump your learning curve as a student? Well, or does it? Oh, absolutely yeah. it does because you get the experience. I mean, in schools it's great. You get the opportunity to perform with your school jazz band. Mm -hmm. But when you have the opportunity to rub elbows with professional musicians and learn from them and play next to them and hear how they play, 
in a live setting, it's, it's way different from watching a video or listening to a CD or something like that. Um, you get to actually experience it. And then to stand up and play and have your knees shaken and playing a blues or something like that and really getting that experience, that's I think where kids really start to get that bug and it that urge like to almost play. like an osmosis process. Uh, yeah, it kind of is, yeah, yeah. But it also gives you the bug to maybe practice a little bit harder or, or give you that urge to, to take it to the next level. I mean, when you get to see and experience it live, it's, it's a whole different ball game. So, yeah. knowing that, what are you doing for Get Jazzed? And that's J-A-Z-Z-E-D in capital letters, like yeah. education. That's so right. That's always a big component of the Jazz Fest. What's that shaping up like this Get year? Jazzed always has a lot of different events. Uh, we'll be doing an event at uh, Brandywine High School again in January. Um, that's a day-long event where schools will come in and, and have workshops and things during the day and performances with uh, lots of professional musicians. We're, we're scheduling a big day on uh, April 2nd at the, the Doubletree Hotel. Okay. And that's going to be a, a day-long event. We're hoping to have uh, performances with local school bands, with clinicians, clinicians sitting in and working with the groups, listening to the bands perform, critiquing them on a live situation just right on the spot, and talking to them, having bands play for each other, two bands in the same room at the same time, so we have an audience they can listen and learn from each other. We're gonna have breakout clinics and workshops that they can go to, working just with woodwind instruments, with brass, with the rhythm section, and, and things like that. And then we're hoping to end the day with a, a big jazz festival at the end of the night in the Grand Ballroom at the Double Tree, with uh, high school bands uh, performing for hopefully a huge audience, food, everything, the whole nine yards. So without a festival like this, this mm -hmm. which has grown and, and has right. a reputation actually worldwide, um, perhaps there wouldn't be the opportunity for these big name musicians to rub elbows with students? Right, I mean, is absolutely. Is that part of the reason they're here? Um, I, I think part of the educational process, uh, almost all the schools in this area in Berks County have their own jazz fest these mm -hmm. days, and they're great, and they do a lot for promoting the music and getting the kids out there and playing. But when you can have an event like this Berks Jazz Fest where you have people from all over the world coming in yeah. and they might be able to sit in and see these people and be up close and personal with them, that really just ups the ante and, and takes it to the next level, I think. And you've expanded it. I mean, you, you mentioned in January there's an event so that it sounds oh, like right. this has impacted the music world and music students right. well beyond the parameters of the festival itself. Right. Well, I think uh, a lot of these events now have uh, the Get Jazzed and the Berks, Berks Jazz Fest mm -hmm. tag on them, which is a, a great thing to see. Uh, the Diva Jazz Band, the, the all-female big band, is coming to Reading, and that's going to be uh, through Kutztown uh, Area School District. And it's going to result in a performance at Building 24 in the evening. I heard about that. When is that? Uh, that is, I believe the date is March 22nd. I'm going to put that so, on the calendar yeah. before I forget, because I did Absolutely. hear about that. I think it will sell out. Yes. I mean, we have all these events coming in. And, uh, you know, I thank John Ernesto all the time for it. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, I think a lot of this wouldn't happen. He, he he's is really certainly, the, yeah, a pivotal leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we come to him with ideas and things, and he's all for it. In fact, I'll be meeting with him tomorrow morning so we can discuss what was, what's happening at the Doubletree on April 2nd. And you're still so, teaching private lessons, is that still correct? Still teaching private lessons. Do you have openings? Uh, all the time. Well, how do we get a hold of you? Because there may be a budding young saxophonist out there who Just said, I'd like to learn from Mike. Go to MikeEbenMusic.com. You'll find me right there, and all my contact info.
M I K E E B O N. E B E N. M I K E E B E N. That's correct. Yeah. There you go. Thanks so much for your time and your oh, energy for all of the students in the area. It's much appreciated. Thank you very much, Joe. My pleasure. Bye.